Jackie, come sit with me. Let the camera see how gorgeous you are. Come here. Will he see a lapper? Will he come up here? Um, I don't know if he will or not. How cute is this dog? How cute yeah, is he? Adorable. Oh my god. He is really adorable. He looks like he's a, a dog from a postcard. I'm like, <laughs> he's just so cute. You're so handsome. You could come up. Oh well, I feel bad because when we got Cirque, what we were really looking for was another house dog because we have a miniature schnauzer who's quite old. Mm-hmm. And um they said they had like no information about him. And then we went through the whole adoption process and then I got home. And he's he's very small. He's, you know, short and stocky. But I got the paperwork home and I read all about him. And he was he was a dog that worked on a horse farm. Oh, They're so he's like, a working boy. Working dog. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, oh, yeah, this is actually a dog that really needs a job. Yeah. He's not a house pet. He's not. Right so. now he's all, tell me what to do. What do you need? What do you want from me? Do you need something? And you can tell he's like really, really smart. When yeah. you talk to him, yeah. he understands you like are. full words and sentences. But I have yet to figure out what to tell him. Yeah. yeah no, right now he just looks de- desperate for some kind of some job. Yeah. He's, I like it. Yeah. I, all my dogs have been um, just dogs that are like, I just lay here. I'm part of the furniture. I don't do anything. That's the kind of dog I need. I mean, when we were a kid, we had work. We had working dogs. We had really really smart dogs yeah um but then if you have like a border collie in town oh forget it that no is way. a dog that needs to walk six seven times a day you yeah know? so this like, is two walks a day plus some skateboarding yeah and i really like tried to convince Bodie that we should teach him a bunch of tricks and really work on and yeah that lasted like a week and Bodie was like i'm not getting results quick enough you yeah know, after telling the dog <laughs> one time to sit so um it really should Do, can I, you hey can you edit <laughs> Did you edit? Do you edit? Will you edit? Can you edit? Yeah, he can for <laughs> he sure. Can, he's on it. it. Can you work with OBS? Yeah, I'd like to get him, huh? you know, dialed into the technology. And so I really feel like, yeah. you know, he's the dog that watches you intently no matter what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Like whatever household chore or if Dave's building something, he like watches intently. And I'm like, he's learning how to do this. And he's he's expecting you to be like, Go get it. You know, like he's right. expecting a, a command where he right. contributes. Right, this is the dog who could like get you a beer out of the fridge. Yeah, he's like, but- please. <laughs> he does seem like he, you know, I always think um, people, my mom is one of those people who gets really upset when her dog barks. Like she has her dog trained to never, ever, ever bark. And I'm always like, they have literally no other way of communicating <laughs> with us other than eye, like deep eye contact and licks, obviously. But so whenever my dog barks, I always think they say they're like, you know, fairly intelligent, like a like a four-year-old and I always just consider that he's just trying to be like please I have been 12 years I've been trying to tell you this and this poor guy he's just like give me something tell me how to do it what should I do he's cute though what a handsome man yeah he's been a good dog how old is he he's like five and a half six there you go have a sit yeah, yeah, he's definitely not content. He doesn't want to just, like, snuggle me. He's just, no. like... And I think he has, like... I think probably he was kicked by a horse a couple of times oh. because he doesn't like you to, like, grab his trunk area. No squeezy squeezy, huh? Yeah. And I think that's probably why he's not as cuddly either. Yeah. It's because yeah. he has some, like, oh, oh. life life injuries. Hey, Cirque, do you want to get down and maybe just <laughs> leave him alone for a while? We're doing a podcast. Uh, uh, I have bad boundaries <laughs> with dogs. I'll just let him lick all over me, and I'm like, ah! He has terrible breath. He does have terrible breath. Not as bad as Chip. Chip, God bless him. (laughs) Chip smells like... He smells like he ate a fish that he found 
five months ago who had also eating a, eaten another fish. You know, it's just, it, there's like no end to how bad he smells. Yeah. I love him, but man, what a gross dog. We used to call that death breath. Yeah. When your dog gets old yeah. and it's like they're, they've got a few years left, but that part of their body is already it's dead. Done. Yeah. He also, you know, you said you got all Murray's teeth yep, pulled. All of them. Chip is there. He has like eight left and I'm like, these gotta go. Yeah. You and just you stink. really, it makes a huge difference. I mean, Murray doesn't have bad breath anymore yeah and and they that's why our vet was like a lot of times people don't realize your older dog is in so much mouth pain toward yeah. the end which has got to be terrible yeah well i'm so excited to be in your backyard Thank and you for coming and yeah welcome. this is so this is so cozy i just guess we'll let's just do it here it's so much better than the shop i don't know why we were well i think the shop is perfect like in the summer when it yeah. was warmer and you have that sun shining down on you it's it was pretty really pleasant lovely. this yeah. is actually sort of bleak in the summer is it because oh. This is low. Yeah. And then it's it's like you can see the light outside, but it's dark. So I actually think this is great for winter and maybe we'll Perfect. move back, we'll to, move the back to the shop and the shop. patio. That's yeah. good. In well, it's it's Alex had everything packed up so nice for us, but it's because he's trying to get back on my good side. Uh, and I told him, I said, oh, I'm talking about this on the pod, oh, just wow. so you know. So yesterday, okay, and I'm not going to say what this exactly was because I'm it's one of those times where it's like not a big deal but somebody stole a thing from me okay we'll say like it's a joke an item like a joke we'll say okay. like an artistically someone stole a thing a joke let's just go with a joke because that's probably the easiest even though it doesn't matter but i haven't written a joke in eight months but let's it just pretend it was what you had a joke <laughs> i better i'm on a show tonight i'm on a show in like four and a half hours and i was like when i was writing notes for the podcast i was like hopefully some of these are jokes we'll find out i hope i can use a few of these because i have nothing written nothing funny has happened to me i don't know what to do um so i uh here i'm gonna have you hop down can yeah you hop come on Cirky. Nope. Okay. Um, this is down. He says no. So, um, oh, there we go. Yeah, there you go. Um, so we, so somebody stole a joke from me. Okay. I saw the video of the joke and I was like, holy shit, that is my joke. And listen, that happens in comedy, sometimes on accident, sometimes on purpose. It's like any other art form. Okay. Like sometimes people are being derivative sometimes they're flat out stealing sometimes people's subconscious like absorbed an idea i've done it where like i like uh have some done it simultaneously the same idea. oh exactly some that too sometimes like, oh and sometimes ideas are uh basic you yeah. know like somebody will be like you stole my joke about how um, men do this and women do this and you're like everybody has done that joke that's if everybody comes up with that joke in their first year of comedy and thinks it's theirs and then you become a better writer and you realize how to do like things that people can't steal so i saw a video of this person doing my joke and i was like oh holy fuck that's mine and it's a pretty good joke okay it's pretty good i was like this is and and, and personal enough that it's kind of hard to steal so i went to alex and alex is such a sweet soul like you can't gossip with him okay he's useless for that if you're just like trying to do like a little bit of petty nonsense right. he's no fun at that he's always right. he's always nice that's kind of mean gosh well i don't know <laughs> so i said to him i prefaced it with i I don't. I can't go and sit with you or like my girls as easily and be like, I have to vent. Like that's the kind of thing I used to do with people like once a week. And you had women in your life to just be like, rah, 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 rah. Um, 
but I, it's a little harder now to go do that. So I was like, here's what I need from you. I'm going to show you something and I just need to be petty about it for a minute. And it's like, it also doesn't matter. It, it doesn't affect me in any way. I don't actually care. And I'm going to be able to let go of it in like three and a half minutes. I just need, I just need you to agree with me, me, validate me and be petty with me for um, three and a half minutes. Can you do that? And he was like, of course I can do that. And I was like, okay. So I show him the video and I'm like, look, this person fully fucking stole my joke. And he goes, oh, I don't know. I mean, she, I know her as a person and she's a really warm, wonderful person. And I just don't think she would ever steal anything from you. And I was like, okay, well, we're in a fight now, <laughs> like a real fight because, uh, and it was, it, I, I was like and it was one of those times where you're like you're and so at first it started as a joke fight you know where we were kind of laughing both of us and I'm like you just can't do it can you you just can't be petty with me for like two minutes that's all I need is for you to be like man because really the the thing that you were doing too which I always really think is important in a relationship is if you need something specific ask for something specific yes, yeah and you did that yes i was and very he clear agreed. and he said he would yeah yeah and so all he had to do yeah. was agree yeah like he didn't even have to like uh, like really agree he just had to verbally validate what you were feeling i said all i had to do was go geez louise like yeah. that's all i needed right. was a how dare yep. how dare you know and instead i'm like you immediately and i was like you know, it was one of those times. I'm as a woman. I'm like, he kept he, afterward. He was like, "Well, no, I'm. It's it's a really good joke. It's a really good joke. Like it's just you know, you could see how somebody would end up like stealing it because it's such a good. I'm like, don't even try. Flattery does not. We're well past that. You're not going to dig yourself out now by, by telling me what a good joke it was and how a lot of people are going to steal it. Didn't need that from you. <laughs> and it was one of those times where you're like, you're the the reasons you're mad at someone is so layered. Like half of me thought it was really funny and is also not that upset about it and half of me is like I'm bored we're in COVID let's have a fight so I like you know like even as it was happening it was never like a it was never like a real serious fight but I was really like uh what listen why like why would you stick up for this other person and not me why is that your go-to like was one of my feelings that's actually one of my pet peeves is when uh, somebody I'm in a relationship with does not agree to have the same enemies as me yes. for no other reason than because they're my enemy. Yeah, like, And I feel like that's a huge betrayal. Like if if I'm in, if I have a nemesis, yeah. you better fucking You have a it. nemesis too, okay? <laughs> yeah. If I have a nemesis, you have a nemesis. And I, I think part of the reason that makes me mad is it's because I don't need you to rein me in. That's what I we I got very you know I with him I was like you're not a better person and he was the whole time I was like I know I know I'm sorry I know I know but I was like I was like no we're in a fight you're you, he was like he apologized right away and was like I did the wrong thing I'm sorry. You almost set him up for failure oh. by being so specific in what you needed. Yes, probably. Probably. It probably, probably wasn't. if you hadn't prefaced it, he would have been like, oh, dang. <laughs> well, I, I, well, I told him, I said that because he was like, I, do you feel like I do that a lot? Do you feel like I don't have your back a lot? Which, no, of course, I absolutely don't feel like that. But I was like, well, I obviously feel like it enough that I feel like I have to preface it. If I, if you had my back, I wouldn't have to preface it with the fact that you uh, never have my back. So yeah, I obviously feel like that a whole lot, which I don't actually feel like that's true. But you know, but it was like I don't know. It was just I. W it was almost kind of I don't. I've had relationships where you fight about really serious, scary, terrible, horrible, 
sad things and it's so refreshing and fun to fight with somebody about stuff that you actually are kind of like I don't this isn't even a real fight I don't even really care I'm just kind of having a great time here I just kind of like the energy this is fun okay yeah Dave said we haven't been really getting along or seeing eye to eye on things and I'm like well what exactly do you think that we're not seeing eye to eye on because we're remodeling a house so we have to make like a lot of choices it's the holidays so we're talking about like gifts and things like that it was Bodie's birthday how are we going to celebrate and I'm like well so what is it that you think we're not seeing eye to eye on and he's like well when I said I wanted security cameras I wanted the doorbell camera and you didn't want the doorbell camera <laughs> I was just like do you really think I have an opinion on this <laughs> that's very do you think yeah. I have a stance <laughs> the, yeah you're like I I'm yeah like, I'm just have a doorbell camera to talk I'm yeah. just like well let's draw this out to an actual conversation because we have the time <laughs> yeah that's how boring COVID is is like could we have a fight over a doorbell camera let's do it let's do it as a couple you're I have just zero information you have less so let's make a fight <laughs> let's have a fight yeah so we talked about it we, it was one of those it was also one of those so like I was the more we talked about it the more mad I got because the more I convinced myself that it was part of a larger problem when in (laughs) fact it is not the the larger issue is that Alex is a very kind and loving man who uh, doesn't really talk shit about people which is super boring (laughs) it's very you know I don't do a lot of shit talking either but when you need to you need to and then he immediately apologized and he really was like like next time I'm in I'll, I'll make sure and you know and I'm like no 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 fight with me fight with me no no and then he did the thing that drives me crazy in a relationship where uh, I went to bed mad and he just fell asleep really easily. Oh, how dare you? How dare you? I was laying there like, <laughs> and he was just like, well, I love you so much. <laughs> you know, just out immediately. How dare you fall asleep immediately when I'm in a snit over here? So then it was cute though, because this morning uh, I had a very early meeting and um, like a walking meeting. And so I had uh, the person I had wanted to do it later. They wanted to do it nine. And I was like, fine. And uh, they were 25 minutes late to an outside meeting in the morning. And so I texted him. Yeah, in the cold. So I texted him, not this bitch being late to this meeting that she insisted on doing in the morning. Not this. And he texted back. What a piece of work. (laughs) Like, good effort. Yeah. He was like, that's unacceptable <laughs> she really whew, hot under the collar over here like he really was like trying so hard to like get into it with me i was like okay forgiven i can see that you're really making an effort because i told him i'm like i'm just not even going to talk shit with you anymore if i need that validation i'll go to one of my women friends that i know if i'm like this bitch stole my thing they'll be like oh, i hate her and yeah. that's all i need in yeah. that moment and then i can let but it go and be true, like whatever because i do have specific relationships where i know that i can get uh that kind of validation from my girlfriends and mm-hmm. dave will bitch with me a little bit but like like my best friend Renee in Arizona, I feel like she would give me exactly yes. the right response, no matter what. Yeah. But it's also not tied up with a 
relationship like a partner relationship. Yeah. So I wonder if it's just easier. I think too, part of the reason I got so angry about it later I realized was that uh, I grew up in a family that was very loving and kind and um, my mother, every time you tried to complain about anyone, she would be like, oh, well, there but for the grace of God, go you. And I'd be like, let me have two minutes with this rage. And like, you never could say an ill thing about anybody. My mom just would still. And it's even when I told her this story this morning before I even got to the like to the funnier parts she goes well like I say oh and Alex didn't back me up she goes well he's such a generous soul you know and I was like you're doing it you're doing the same you're supposed to commiserate with me not him like you don't have to but I think also part of it is like I'm like I don't I felt kind of judged in that moment where he's like she's not she's not a thief she would never steal that and I'm like just just go along with my worldview for a minute. You know, I don't need to be, I don't need you to like remind me to like, be a good person. What's the consequences if you yeah. do? Yeah. I'm not like a fly off the handle maniac who takes everything personally. Like you can, you can let me, you can let me go for a five minutes or so. And then I'll on my own be like, but I'm sure it doesn't blah, blah, blah. She maybe just heard it. It doesn't matter in the scheme of things. Blah, blah, blah. She didn't put it on an album like that sort of thing. You know, like I'll talk myself down. So that was part of it. I was like, you can just trust me you don't have to rein me in i'm not a monster but yeah that was the whole so now he's now he's packing bags all tidy and (laughs) yeah but he would have done that anyway he would have i know i I tried to be like oh trying to get on my good side pack the bag all nice got everything ready because i came i had another another thing at noon and i came home and he had everything all ready for me and i was like oh trying to get on my good side he's like no i just i just know that you're kind of in a hurry and having a rush day and i was like god (laughs) (sighs) you're such a great guy my mom's right about you <laughs> so that was yeah that's the and that I feel like is probably I was laying there last night like this is the most mad I've ever been at him which is hilarious like uh that our relationship is just adult enough and healthy enough that the most mad I've ever been really like I had I don't think I well I, but it is frustrating I was having that experience this morning in that I don't have a lot of outlets for that kind of stuff. So I was, I woke up and I was really crabby and I was like, oh God, it's another day of living this life. And Dave's like, you know, everybody's kind of going through this right now. And, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yes, true. Thanks, point, Dave. Thank you. <laughs> but I need a few more places to try those things out and work those things out instead of just only the same person all the time because he's sick of my complaining i'm sick of my complaining he's sick i'm sick of his complaining yeah and so it's just it's condensed we're living condensed fucking soup right now yeah and it's just mushroom soup and it's cream of chicken it's cream of (laughs) oh It's gloopier. It's gloopier. (laughs) It is. And you can't even add it to something and pretend it's a meal, you know? No. Uh, It is cream of chicken. (laughs) Yeah. And I also, I felt like, I think having something to be mad at instead of just this ephemeral, like yesterday, I... General, yeah, general malaise, general, like... Sadness and terror and... (laughs) You know, like the numbers here is they're creeping up and you like we we hit a thousand deaths in Idaho yesterday and I was reading all these, you know, reading too much stuff and reading about our lieutenant governor taking $300,000 in PPP loans while simultaneously cutting unemployment and telling people to quit being, you know, looking like lay about. Yeah, we're looking for handouts. And I'm and I just like was so furious. And then poor Alex, like I, yeah, probably just like needed needed something f- solid to be mad at for a minute. 
yeah, you know? that's real. They yeah. can affect chain on or something. Yeah, something. And, and he, I mean, it's not like we yelled at each other. Thing. We were laughing through the whole thing, but I was still like, I'm mad. I'm genuinely hurt. My feelings are hurt, and I'm mad right now. I'm laughing because this is, you know, also I realize that it's sort of a stupid fight, but I was also like, Arr. But yeah, so that's what it was representative of, actually. Yeah. It wasn't a deeper issue between you and Alex. It's just that it's a deeper issue right now yeah. for everybody. Yeah. The it's, issue is cooped up at COVID. It's so cooped. And politics and stuff. I actually stopped looking at social media for just a few days after the election because I had gotten so worked up, as everybody was. Um, and I like wouldn't let myself not have my finger on the pulse of everything until yeah. it until actually biden was what was that that saturday where we all felt like we had a we little went, relief um, oh. and it was absurd how much better i felt absolutely with just a couple days and yet i can't stop myself from participating in it yeah and engaging with it and absorbing it and it's like you would feel better if you just moved away from this a hundred percent i can't i usually you know i go off at a couple times a year yeah and then um i even deactivated my instagram for a couple months and then when i got the podcast when we got started doing the podcasting and i was like oh fuck i gotta promote stuff so i gotta have some kind of social media but i was like okay i'm not i'm just gonna like not do so i don't have a middle place yeah with most things but social media and specifically like i can't be like i'm always like okay i'm just gonna promote stuff i'm not gonna look and then i'm like on twitter and i feel like i'm looking for anything to make me feel slightly better and it's like it's not on you're looking the wrong place you're not it's you're never gonna find that (laughs) shit on twitter it's always gonna be bad and Mm -hmm. i can't help it. i'm always just like looking and looking and then i'll be like ah you did it again you spent another half hour dissociating on twitter yeah and you feel worse very way worse for right. sure and same instagram like i got back on instagram because i was promoting stuff but then i was also like it's hard to not be able to see what any of your friends are doing to have no connection to what people's lives look like right now and i got back on instagram and kind of the same thing where it just instead i saw like a bunch of people um going to parties and right was like, not wearing oh masks. i hate these people now yeah I, like, I, I can't believe how much i'm like zooming in on pictures like <laughs> who's wearing a mask <laughs> who's not wearing a mask yeah or even watching tv now i'm like there's somebody in a group there none of them are wearing a mask oh i do that and it'll be like an older movie like <laughs> right. there's no reason for them to be they're on a like, submarine oh, those people just hugged <laughs> they're having a holiday party oh, oh my god whoa, whoa, whoa. back up back up everybody oh my god so yesterday i when i was i went for a walk with some friends and um i had we bumped into a guy a a friend of mine and he we were talking to him and then he said he had just like we're all just sort of talking we have masks on we're all standing four ish you know feet apart we're outside and then he said that he had just gotten he gotten over covid and it was funny because like the three of us all just like we jumped back like 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 whoa and it was like the other person who i like he's a, a very dear friend but like his lack of awareness of how terrified we would be by that was like i guess you know if you're I don't know, young, able-bodied, maybe you just don't really think about uh, the fact that other people do not want to get it. Because it's, for a lot of people still, that it's kind of like, well, it's just a flu and you get it and then you get over it. But he was kind of like, oh yeah, I just had it. I'm back to work, da-da-da. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God. And then I was like all night, like, (coughs) 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 do I have a sore throat? Do I have a sore throat? I think I have a sore throat. But I mean, and obviously you're probably not, we're all wearing masks. We were standing four-ish feet apart, but like, even at one point I said something and he like leaned in better to hear and I was like, ah, ah, 
we had one of our packages develop, uh, delivered accidentally across the street and Dave was out hanging up Christmas lights last night and he Hi. like knocks on the door and I was like why is he knocking on our front door and he has his mask on and he has this package and he's like give me your spray give me your spray I was like what's going on the, the people across the street have had an exposure and our package ended up at their house oh and so i was like oh yeah just wipe it all the whole thing leave yeah. it out there overnight like don't even bring it yeah inside. yeah for sure because you don't know maybe they like oh they got a you know maybe they sneezed 85 times on it Who or knows? they sneezed all over their hands and yeah. they touched it oh i was just i mean i'm sure we didn't really need to be that careful about this package but yeah man I know. Well, we this, don't know. We don't know. And that's like this friend was like, oh, I'm still, you know, you know, I can't taste anything still. And I was like, well, that usually means that you're still symptomatic, right? I mean, I, nobody really knows. So, yeah, I was kind of like, you shouldn't even be out here. You should be inside. What are you doing? You should be quarantining. And he was like, oh, yeah, I think he quarantined for five days or something. And then he was like, yeah, I'm feeling better. I'm back to work. And, and for, I'm not blaming him for that. I think his job was like, you better oh. come back to work as soon as you can. And it's like terrifying, really? you know, really? like, yeah. My job's like. We'll see you later. Yeah, never again. <laughs> well, you have one of those nice government jobs, you know, like he's a bartender. So it kind of, yeah. but even that, I'm like, those are the people we should be like, stay home. Nobody needs a pint right now. We'll just, you know. The hard thing is that people don't have income in those no, jobs unless I know. they're working, putting in the hours and showing up. Exactly. So and tips, impossible. he he lives you don't off have tips. Like a, two weeks where you can be, mm-mm. you know, if they even income. let you, even if they let you, you can't, you yeah. know. So yeah, I mean, I totally understand why he's back already because he's, got to pay his bills but at the same time i was like ah oh god we're being so unsafe with this it's terrifying yeah i saw today that pelosi they're like we're not gonna try and get people money anymore you know like that everybody's kind of been counting on maybe another stimulus maybe money's gonna come through and does not sound like it well at least not with this administration no. and if they can't get rid of mitch mcconnell as the majority leader no oh that fucking guy yeah. Such a turd. Yeah. Um, I have to grab my notes real quick. I have wrote stuff down. Oh wow, great! Yeah, almost Jeff. Yeah, you got to try out some material for later. I know. I don't have the material. That was it. Oh, um, you have a story. Let's get into your thing first. Yeah, except my story is not funny yet, really. And it's it okay. Has, it doesn't need no to be funny. End. We're just excited. So, uh, yeah. Well. Because I told people, I said, I said, because uh, I did a live stream last night and I, people were uh, asking about couple skate. And I was like, no, we didn't do couple skate because Pidge had uh, an incident with Drone Boy. And so please tell us. Yeah, well, the incident actually happened the day before Thanksgiving. And oh, it wasn't yesterday. No, I thought it wasn't it yesterday. yesterday. So we're, we're, there's some legal things happening, mm-hmm. which I can't really get into. And so um, that was happening yesterday. And then it was supposed to happen today. And now it's going to happen on Monday. Um, so it's ongoing. But on Wednesday before Thanksgiving, I... It was just like a snowy, gray, gross day. And Murray, who is our 18-year-old schnauzer, loves to get out the gate. I don't know if he knows he's getting out of the gate or because he's mostly blind and deaf, but he like he's mobile, so he likes to just kind of adventure. And so at one point, I noticed that Murray was gone, and I realized, oh, crap, the back gate is open. So now Murray is missing. And he always goes the same places. He just wanders around the neighborhood. So I just got in my car and went to get Murray and found him a couple blocks away. 
And usually what happens is everybody in the neighborhood knows Murray. And so somebody finds him and he has my phone number on his collar and they just call me and I come and get him. This happened a lot when we first moved in. Dave since And he's not like causing a ruckus. He's a oh deaf my gosh, and blind no. old sweetie pie. He's like clearly <laughs> very elderly. Yeah. And he just kind of sniffles around and just kind of wanders. And so a lot of people in the neighborhood when we first moved in got familiar with him and knew him, but he hasn't really gotten out the gate for months and months and months. Um, but we'd taken the trash out and somehow it had gotten left open. So I went and picked him up just on the street and I was coming back to my house and I noticed Drone Boy was walking right by my house, his giant dog. And his dog is taller than uh, waist high. It's a massive dog. It's probably a Mastiff. But he's got three bully breed dogs. He walks the Mastiff and then he walks his two pit bulls simultaneously. So he's walking by my house and I was just like, I'm not going to let this guy control my life. This is my home. Just ignore it. Get out of the car and go into your house. So I open my car door and I'm going around to let Murray out. But Murray jumps out, jumps across the into the driver's seat and gets out of the car. And then he's like, oh, look, there's another dog walking by my house. Yeah. He's not aggressive. He's not barking. He's not moving quickly. He's very old. And within three seconds, Drone Boy is macing both of us in our, like, in, in your the, driveway, in your driveway, in your well, own yard. It's like, well, it's like in the road in front of my driveway. So it's, you know, a few feet from my driveway and from my yard. And I, I didn't have any time to think, but he is doing this and he's screaming about drone laws. <laughs> He's like, drone laws? You don't know about drone laws? And I know about drone laws. He's like freaking out and simultaneously pepper spraying me and my elderly schnauzer. Holy I fuck. I was like, what the fuck is going on? I couldn't even think. All I did was <sighs> reach down, pick up Murray, run as fast as I could into the house to like shower both of us and murray like i was coughing for the rest of the day i had you know it like it it feels like it's burning like my lungs felt like they were burning i didn't luckily get in any of my eyes i think it mostly got all over my coat uh but murray vomited for days he kept like doing this with his eyes like couldn't figure out what was wrong with his eyes he had no idea what happened to himself (laughs) i know poor murray oh my god he's just like a dog (laughs) days of pain oh my god it was so traumatizing and i like had i had a minute to think about it like i would have just probably attack the guy oh yeah but i was so horrified yeah and i i couldn't think of like how what to a respond shock. yeah i mean and so anyway Jesus. <laughs> never in my life like would i have thought oh getting out of my car like i imagined i would probably at some point have an interaction with this guy mm-hmm. because i have in the past he's very aggressive he's very rude he was ready to mace you like that's what that's the thing yeah he within seconds like he saw me pull up he had his mace out 
I think that it was premeditated, like that he's been waiting for this entire time to have like it had nothing to do with Murray. It had nothing to do with Murray. Like it wasn't like he was like, oh, a dog is going to attack my dog, which is would be ridiculous anyway. <laughs> dog is this big. Murray is this big. Yeah. Murray weighs under 15 pounds. Yeah. Murray's and his dog weighs over 150 and so he must have just been waiting for you to be yes. outside so he could mace you. Yes. Which is crazy. This is what, that that's exactly what Dave said when yeah. I told him about it. Because I was just like, I don't know how it happened. See, that's like, how you have someone's back, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, Dave was like, I mean, I was in a white hot rage. Dave, I thought, was just going to go over and just murder I, Yeah. Guy. I mean, that's how I would feel as your partner. I would be like, cool, I'll be back. I'm, I, have, I have to go kick someone's ass, you know, like. <laughs> Yeah. Holy fuck. Yeah. And, and you know, everybody's like, well, did you call the police? And I didn't call the police, but that's because when I called the police on him before, yeah, nothing it just happened. further, it further uh, engaged him. Yeah. He was like, I'm going to do more now. I'm going to bother you more. And you didn't get any backup from the police no, at all. They were just None. like, they were no what help. they think is like, this guy is like a crazy old grandpa. He's a kook. Yeah. You know, which he is, but he's also a complete menace. Yeah. And dangerous. Yeah. You know, like whatever planet he's on, like, when would you mace somebody if they were assaulting you? Yeah, that's, that's when what you would mace is for. Yeah, not your neighbor who's in their own yard. Not your your woman neighbor who is holding her elderly dog. That, yeah, he yeah, was and just screaming about drone laws and screaming. I mean, wow. he's just completely, completely unhinged. So we have further legal legal situ- stuff that's okay. going on. But yeah, I I was like, I'm not even gonna bother with the police because I want this behavior yeah. to stop. I yeah. want him to have a perimeter around which he cannot like i want a force field yeah from this guy yeah so at which point then you know if you have to involve the police i guess you have to because if he yeah. crosses that then you have to do something right. but like yeah typically they're not a ton of help in my no. experience anyway, oh no so no they're just like so some crazy hysterical middle-aged lady yeah and you know doesn't get along with her, her trump neighbor her trump and then neighbor. they go over and they bond with him and go like well women right exactly <laughs> they hate being maced right. you gotta like say they, that they had no interest in the le- in the the actual legal rules yeah. So I was like, yeah, they're not going to protect me. They're not going to come to my assistance. They're going to go slap that guy in the hand. And then he's going to continue with the with the behavior and feel like he got away with it. And why wouldn't he And it, it might escalate even yeah. from there. Oh, I mean, sure if, if, if he's macing you now, that's scary. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm so sorry that happened to you. I mean, Jesus. So now I've got some mace. I've got mace in my car. I've got mace on my dog leash. Yeah. We got security cameras because I'm sure he'll at some point try and come over and yell at us for something else. I mean, the guy, like he has nothing else to do except menace his neighbors. Do you think, remember how when we talked about him on the podcast, we outsourced to our podcast followers what to you. Do you think he did that? To his podcast followers, he has, his CB followers. Well, <laughs> he has a CB, I assume he's doing CB <laughs> radio. Just seems like old guy. It's stuff. a ham radio deal. It's a ham radio, it's a ham radio deal. deal. No, like, no this guy. This guy for sure has no friends mm. and no family. It's just him and his wife. Like in the entire time that I Oof. lived in this neighborhood, I have never seen anybody other than maybe a service provider coming to the house. Wow. So he, yeah, which I is why he's so intent on like, if we have a barbecue, he comes over to our barbecue as a drone, you know? <laughs> oh my God. Cause he's not having a barbecue. It's one of those. I was just talking to someone today about how there's someone in my life who they have this, they always have this 
fear of and this part I have empathy for they have a fear of being left out they have a fear of being rejected and but then their behavior surrounding that always makes it so you end up rejecting them and right. not inviting to them to things because they end up being so unpleasant right. that you're like yeah why why would anybody invite you to anything because you're awful all the time right. and it's like that that like well I'm just going to be left out I'm you know and they're like worried about you being rejected so they're the worst person and you're like yeah really self-fulfilling prophecy there because like mm-hmm. you could come to the barbecue but instead you have to park your drone over here because everybody hates your guts right because you're the because you're mason people I've been maced and it hurts so bad you have no it's like you, nobody really realizes unless you've actually been maced it's so it's unpleasant for days like you're coughing and yeah and i could smell it on everything yeah like you know i'm wearing a winter coat and a hat and a scarf yeah. and you know murray's a hairy dog so he had hair covered with it and even though you know i was i bathed him I'm sure it was just like in his hair yeah. and in his little eyes. Yeah. Stuff too, because I feel like he is doing it for attention to some degree. Yeah. So like anything you do sort of gives him what he wants, which right. is really, really frustrating. Right. So it's like if, you, if you're like, did you know, had the newspaper do an article on the, something like that there, he'd be like. No, but he <laughs> really does. Like he really, he probably has no other attention in his life. Yeah. And so therefore is is pushing, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't have to have any other, uh, I'm not dealing with my any of my other neighbors in that way. Yeah. In any way. No. Like, you see them maybe once a week, you wave, you say hi, you know, we talk to this guy, we talk yeah. to these people just occasionally. But the fact that he's just inserting himself in our lives so consistently and so persistently you know, like, dude, you could just walk the other way. Yeah. I walk the other way, but he never walks the other way. Mm-hmm. He always walks directly by our by our house. He's just, he's like me picking a fight. He's so bored. He's so bored. Yeah. Yeah. He's just like, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, ah, ah, ah. he probably gets like excited to yeah. see you and go like, <laughs> which is why he was able to respond so quickly Yeah, to the fact that like, I mean, I, he never sees me. I'm never out in my front yard. I'm yeah. never... In my he car, was, it's freaking he COVID. He was ready. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm very sorry. That's terrifying. <gasps> oh, God. I know. I just like, come on, man. I just really don't want to deal with this. I really don't want this to be my holiday season. Can yeah. Just go bother somebody else. That's one thing it's I love about you. It's entire year. Is that you, you know, in a lot of people's cases, when they tell you that terrible things happen to them, you can be like, well, there's a common denominator and it's you. <laughs> but in your case, it's always shit that's so like, this is not your fault. It's really off the wall. I don't know how this is happening to you. But you always, as long as I've known you, you've Speaking always... Of Look, Murray. there's Merman! Hey, oh, I hear you had an adventure, sir. Hey. Oh, you had an adventure. Yeah, let the camera see how sweet and lovely you are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not I can, bothering nobody. No, comes he walks so slow too. So to mace him, you'd have to let him get like he's all like, "Hey, I see Hi, you're guys. walking your dog." You know, he's yeah, like Harry Carey in totally dog form. Yes, <laughs> that's how I always picture his voice in my head when you talk about him. It's Murray. Yeah, look at this. Oh, he's having an amble. Wow, you can see why. <laughs> clearly a threat to your terrifying bully breed dog oh my god yeah poor mermy oh my god oh yeah well you know honestly i didn't tell so that happened the day before thanksgiving and then uh on thanksgiving he had his drone out and was droning over our house 
which you know in the winter is less uh, problematic because we're just not outside but i was just like really dude so yeah. here you know that's that's his pattern wasn't an apology it, drunk <laughs> is that he oh but i the part i forgot to tell you was so then later that day i had to go to the post office and so I left the house again, which is very rare for me to be in my car two times and in my driveway. And the second time, I think he has a camera trained on my house because as soon as I pulled up home again, he came running out of his house yelling at me again. <laughs> what? Into why in two in one day? Yes. Jeez. After, After he maced. had maced you. What and was I'm, he yelling? I never really know what he's yelling about. He just yeah. is like grousing and it's usually drone. Really? Just like, you don't know anything. You know, I know what I'm doing. You can't tell me what to do. It's just kind of like, like if we ever did have to go to court, I'm really curious how he would present himself because yeah. he's so, uh, he's just like anger yeah. personified. He does not speak in a manner where you could make sense of what he's saying. And I've never had an interaction with him, even from the very beginning when I was like, hey, I'm not really comfortable with this, like super nice, where he wasn't just like barking and like coming at me or Dave or the other neighbors. Yeah. Like, so he's not capable of just like m m telling you a fact or making a point. He's just like, blah, blah, blah. Jesus. And I'm never listening because I'm like, oh my God, where's my key? <laughs> How am I going to get into my house? <laughs> I really was. I was like the one time that I locked my freaking door God. and this guy's coming at me. Jesus. And he had already maced you. So of course you're skittish. <laughs> I mean, obviously you're going to be like, ah, yeah. I got to move fast. Yeah. So Jesus. I don't know. But I didn't tell my family because I'm like, my poor family just, I think they really do think like it must be something about me yeah. that invites this sort of stuff. Because really, I have been just adjacent to, to so many borderline characters. Yeah. And and it is. And normally with people, I would be like, yeah, you are the common denominator. But it is always somebody that's like, it's a neighbor <laughs> who like everybody has an issue with or it's a coworker who... Uh, you know hr has dealt with for 30 years you know like and i just like kind of swan and then like hi guys what are you guys doing <laughs> i never know yeah. that it's happening no. until it's like really Late. bad yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh oh we got maced <laughs> yeah oh i got maced oh man well, that's very exciting. That's very exciting. See, if I got maced, I wouldn't have to get pick a fight with Alex. I'd just have something to talk about, something to do. So I was just going to suggest, like, before you go, maybe you could go over to his house. I was actually thinking I might just drive through his lawn. What is he going to do? What's he going to do to me? I'd just be like, oh, sorry. Do you guys have outside mailboxes? Man, old men hate it when you hit their mailboxes. I'll just give that a little tap. No, what he's done is he's, uh, he's very concerned about people, like, getting into his stuff you know he has all those no trespassing sure. signs everything's like tight um he's put big uh bouldery rocks oh. um right on the edge of his lawn so if you pulled up you just get stuck in the rocks oh, okay it's man like he's, a, he's one step ahead of me yeah no he's, he thinks that somebody's coming after okay him. all right all right yeah he's building he basically did a rock moat well so i'll just go get a milkshake get and throw it then yeah oh and look our cat's joining the us the cat's as well. joining us too hey kitty kitty did What's you get? Happy? Did you make friends with any neighbors? <laughs> Man, that's pretty nuts. That's wow. Okay. <laughs> so happy Thanksgiving. Happy How was your Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving? Um, our Thanksgiving was pretty 
good. It was a little, it was kind of silly stressful in that way. Like um, I had been very clear for about a week that I was like, I'm not cooking anything. I don't, I cook and clean pretty much for everybody all the time in this house. And I don't want to do more of that. And that was the plan was we were going to order Chinese. And I told the kids like, we can all make a pie together, but I don't feel like making uh, a whole meal. And then uh, someone dropped off a turkey for a, well, they got a free turkey at work. So they dropped it off and they were like, oh, hey, if you could make us a plate, that'd be fantastic. And I was like, what? No, I'm not even cooking for my own family. I'm not going to make, sir, sir. I'm not going to make food for you too. But then, um, but then that morning, uh, that person's dad died and I had talked to them. I'm not making, I'm not making plates just, you know, I'm not cooking. Oh, it's okay. We're not really thinking about that. My dad died, and I was like, "Fuck!" Well, now I feel like a real piece of shit. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, then, you are. Yeah, I know for real. <laughs> then I was like, "Fuck!" Well. So then I cooked. So then I did. Of course, I cooked a turkey after that. Obviously, I did. And um, what you got? What you got? Just a neighbor pulling um, in. Come on, be quiet. You don't need to protect us. Trying to make a live stream. Thank you. Though. Uh, apparently he does need to protect you. So I would say encourage, you know, <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. Right. You saved like, my life. I don't know why you guys are you getting cameras. I'm on this. You saved my life. Thank you so much. I know. Um, so, but, um, so then I made a turkey and then I made pies with the kids. And then I was like, well, if you're making a turkey, you might as well make mashed potatoes. And then Alex was like, if you make mashed potatoes, I might as well make my mom's stuffing. So he made stuffing. And then we ended up, it was like a whole Thanksgiving. I was like, God damn it. And then it was the frustrating thing. And I think that this sort of broke Alex's heart because he's, he's new to this, you know, like this is kids before. And he was like, uh, I think he was a little heartbroken because we like put out the whole meal in like the fancy dishes and had everybody sit around. And then the kids oh. ate in like 15 minutes and we're done. And they're like, thanks. And like left. And he was sitting there and, and it was like we have been around each other every day for eight months like yeah if you were at a regular thanksgiving you'd be sitting catching up with your aunt or catching up with a cousin or you know my, my family sits around and they play games and stuff and i'm like this is, yeah it's definitely like a sad year a sadder year but at the same time i kind of felt like i don't know thanksgiving i realized this year for the first time i have a really big family and i realized because we stayed home i was like oh thanksgiving really stresses me out actually and going to that party even though i love it and i love my family i didn't really realize until this year that i was like that really makes me anxious it makes me incredibly anxious and staying home and like not really having much to do you know other than kind of cooking and so i don't know the people who were like i'm gonna risk everybody's life to still go see my family i was like my family is dope as hell and i love them and i was like totally fine skipping a year that's fine See yeah. You, see you later. I've skipped Thanksgiving on on numerous occasions and always absolutely loved it. When I lived in Tucson, I would get all these invitations from people to like, oh, you don't have anywhere to go to, for Thanksgiving. Please come. And I was like, you know what? The thing I'm most thankful for is that I don't have to go to somebody else's Thanksgiving and I will just enjoy my day where there's n nowhere I can go and nothing I can do and just hang out and cook for myself. And yeah. I loved that. It's nice. And living back in Boise, we have family business stuff, which is always a complete three ring circus for Black Friday. Oh, yeah. And... Uh, oh my god we have done this event where hundreds of people come for 37 years Jeez, all of which i have 
attended except when I didn't live in state and I was so excited to not be doing that this year. I was just absolutely over the moon that I wasn't for three days. Like, I lose my voice. I have to talk to so many people. I have to be so hospitable. (laughs) I have to stand on my feet in high heels for hours and hours and hours and be friendly and do customer service, which is my least good skill. (laughs) Um, And so we just had Dave and I... And we roasted a chicken, and we made uh, grilled sweet potatoes. You make the most beautiful pies, by the way. Oh, that no, pie no, no. you made was gorgeous. It was gorgeous, but it's a nightmare. And I told Dave when we were planning for uh, planning our menu, um, we cook a lot of good things all the time. And so I was like, you know, I don't, don't really want to be. T- I never like to be tied to the Thanksgiving foods because I think they're yeah. actually totally overrated um, compared to other things that we get to eat. And so I, he wanted stuffing. So we did stuffing and we did grilled sweet potatoes and we did chicken. And then he's like, but I really, really want a pie. And I was like, I hate making pie more than anything. You're I hate it. Really? Because it's so, it had hearts. It was so beautiful. I was like, this is the most beautiful so pie. So I agreed to make a tart. Oh, Okay. That was a so tart. I agreed to make a cranberry curd tart because I thought, well, that'll be easier because you actually like press the crust into the tart pan and then you take the tart pan off and it has the pretty yeah. ridged edge instead of like making the fluting and all that stuff. I made the crust according to the recipe. I about three quarters of the way through baking in the oven, I looked in the oven and the top part of the crust had separated from the bottom part. So there was like a hole all the way around the fucking tart. And I've been watching Great British Bake Off. Yep. And sometimes they have to start it over and they have to throw it in the bin. Yeah. Did you throw it in the bin? I threw it in the bin. You threw it in the bin. Oh my God. Wow. Look at you, Paul Hollywood. Would be very, very proud of you. I was like, I can't make a curd tart with a a hole in it. You know, it would all just like leak out and be gross. And it would have just compounded my frustration with this pie making. And so I completely redid it and then uh, made the cranberry curd, decorated with the with the stabilized whipped cream. It looked beautiful. We each ate a tiny sliver of it, and that is all that got eaten. Really? Was it bad? No, no. We're just not dessert people. We don't eat oh. sweets. So... Uh, yeah, I threw the rest away like a couple days ago. I was like, nobody's going to eat this. Why did I make it? I would have eaten it. You should have saved it for me. I would eat the whole thing right now. That sounds amazing. I was already infuriated with it. You know, like yeah. I had bad feelings about that tart. And so it wasn't like, oh, that was really fun. And like, let's eat it. It's delicious. Yeah. I was just like, fuck you, tart. Fuck you, tart. <laughs> um, Maybe you should just try making ugly pies. That's what I do. I don't flute. I don't do anything. I just make a pie. And I have long been like, I'm not... Like same with when I make a cake, it's going to be delicious. It'll be the best cake you've ever eaten. It's just a cake. I'm not I'm doing a whole bunch about, of shit. I, I don't. I yeah. I, I'm so not interested in the fla- in sweet flavors that the only thing I'm really interested in is if it looks sort of artistic and interesting. Yeah. And so, um, and and as when I grew up, my mom is an incredible baker. She makes stunning pies and beautiful cakes. She also doesn't eat them because she's, you know, lifelong anorexic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she's really focused on the appearance. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so I feel this pressure, like, well, as, you know, Leslie's daughter, I can't make, like, an ugly pie. I came from ugly pie. <laughs> I come from See, ugly pie. You win. My My great-grandma who taught me how to make pies, she, uh, I mean, they always looked like pies, but they never looked like beautiful. You weren't like, wow, this is amazing. You were always kind of like, it looks like a pie. And then you would eat it and be like, oh, wow. And I, I used to not like sweets, but I like sweets. I'm in sweets now. Maybe it's COVID. I'm big into sweets. I made a pecan pie last night. And yeah, it looks, gone. and it looks beautiful. <laughs> it looks beautiful. I do like a pecan pie. I, it, it looked okay. It was all right. Yeah, it came out. The thing with the nuts is they always they, look, yeah, you're gonna, you know, if, as long as you've got even nuts, it looks, it looks yeah. yummy. It was good. That's what I, uh, I took some hand pie with me mm. when I was going to my meeting. That's what I had for breakfast. I was driving and oh, eating pie, pie like that. Breakfast is, yeah, that's pie actually is when I do like pie. Coffee and pie. Coffee and pie. But the my cranberry favorite. curd, not that good with coffee. No, yeah. that's going to curdle not interesting. all in yeah. your tummy. And, no. So I did save the whipped cream and put it in my coffee the next day. Oh, that's nice. I do yeah. like, I do like in my coffee for sure. Yeah. I've been off dairy well, I've been off a lot of things because when my immune system went crazy, all of a sudden, everything that I usually ate, my body was like, nope, nope. Like, I'm allergic to peanuts now. Never before, never was before. Oh, but no. I was like getting hives all the time and um, getting angioedema and all this stuff and couldn't figure out why. Just allergic to a bunch of stuff. And I reintroduced eggs on Thanksgiving and it was like, ooh, eggs. And I hate eggs. But now <laughs> it's like exciting that I can have eggs again. Dairy is the next thing I get to try now that my immune system seems to have calmed down and it's not trying to kill me all the time. So I'm very, I miss cheese a whole lot. I went like seven years without eating dairy and like being mostly vegetarian and never really missed it. And then this time around, I've been like, this is stupid. This is dumb. It's very hard to not eat cheese. Yeah, I couldn't do it. I think even if I did have food allergies, I would probably just power through with yeah. mystery yeah <laughs> but i do know that i think that there is something too that you know i've i've had bad allergies my whole life and um the way that you think about allergies is like a bucket so uh once your system gets overloaded your bucket gets over full and so then even the tiniest little yeah. bit so even if it's something that you're not really allergic to too badly can send that bucket overflowing yeah and so you kind of have to like re you know you have to get your bucket so that it's not as full yeah because then you won't be triggered by like a myriad of things versus just like you're really allergic to grass yeah yeah and it seems to be getting better my immune system seems like for a while every time i'd go in they'd be like you have so many leukocytes in you and no what's going what are you doing what's happening and my body was just attacking like my my sinuses and you know in my saliva glands and like everything it was just attacking itself so it was really busy for a while like it's like a good i'll just ease back in easing, easing back you know yeah not my usual where like, you can reintroduce potatoes and, I'm like, <laughs> then it's like no that's not probably gonna go um remember how i did that article about yeah. the apartments so um she the reporter who is lovely she called me last week and she was like ah so this has never happened to me before um she said she's she does a lot of stuff like this like these kind of articles and whenever you call the apartment complex or the property managers for a comment they always say no No comment." comment and she said when i called your property manager 
they said, hold on, we'll put you in contact with like the national office because we can't give like a local, you know, the property manager here is just like a gal named Madison. You know, she's just right. a person. And she was like, oh, I'm not really allowed to talk to you, but here, I'll put you in touch with AMC. And uh, AMC, like she goes, I've been doing this a long time. I've been a reporter a long time. And she was like, that was the most confrontational, like aggressive conversation I have ever had in my entire career and she said they like chewed her out and immediately like went into like um legal action like we will come after you if you do this article and she said before she had even really said anything they were like there's been no demographic change which is like she was like I hadn't even brought that up I hadn't brought up anything like that so they know right they're getting called out for like the fact that they're kicking brown people out of those apartments and it's been noticed and that they've been moving white residents in which has also been noticed and she said that they were like so aggressive and she was like I'm so sorry but like we're a small paper and um she was like there she they said that they would sue me and sue the paper and she was like we she said if she had like longer to sort of like verify and because I had some pictures and stuff but she would have had to go and interview like a bunch more and it wasn't an article about the that particular apartment complex it was about like the greater the trend, problem in yeah. Boise right and all over the place so she was like I don't want to turn it into a thing about them so I'm just gonna drop it so I didn't end up being in the story it still came out it's still a very very good story she did a wonderful job and she was able to Somebody whose apartment complex said no comment instead of we will come after you with the full force. Yeah, well, of you know law. what? They know that's that's how to be effective is yeah. to just bully, and that's how those fucking companies get away with it. Yeah, is just bully tactics. Yeah, they. She said that they just were like, we will ruin you, basically, like so terrible. And I and she was so sweet and apologetic, and I was like, no, you don't owe me an apology, like. I was nervous about it going out because I figured they'd sue me. Thank God you're out of that situation. I'm yeah. so glad that's yeah. in your past. It's uh, it's funny too because like she had me go and she took a picture of me in front of the sign and I was like, this for sure comes back to bite me in the ass. <laughs> like right, like I'm being really stupid right now. I'm like, yeah, let's take on this gigantic property management and like they're like AMC is bad. They we used to be they were a hedge fund until they started regulating that too much and then they became a property management firm. Slumlords. Slumlords, and that's their deal is they go into these places that are like you know low income kick out all the residents, raise the rent. And so, yeah, AMC, you can come after me. I have nothing. You can try to sue me. I have nothing for you to take. So I wonder if we could somehow get them tie- looped in with Drone Boy. I know. I know. I feel it feels like, like they should. I feel like, you know, those kinds of those kinds of teams need to be forged. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like you want to be really you want to have a lot of animosity towards somebody. Here's somebody that would like to engage with your animosity. Yeah. Maybe maybe we could start like a, a, a like a well, gosh, what are they called? A yentl situation, you know, where we hook up people who are evil and people who want to be mad so they can do it together (laughs) and leave the rest of us in peace. I don't want to be quiet and kind. I just want to be mostly quiet and kind and occasionally petty. Can I have a few minutes of pettiness? That's all I'm asking. Otherwise, I mostly want to be a pretty decent person. Yeah. Yeah. And And you only really want to be like petty like with your significant other. Not just like you know, blogging about it. On yeah. Blogosphere. I'm not trying something. to ruin somebody's career or life. I just want, you know, I just want to be able to bitch once in a while. Yeah. It just seems nice, you know? 
100%. Well, what else do you got? I had, um, oh, I do have this. Oh, is, more than being mace? I have more. Than, more? <laughs> I do have this. I think this is very, I don't mean to talk about Alex so much on this one, but there was just two hundred two very funny things that happened this week. So I glanced, he was on his phone. I glanced over and I was like, do you have 842 unread text messages? And he was like, well, don't look at that. And like, I was like, no, 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 no. How is that even possible? How, how, yeah. How do you have 842 unread messages? And he's like, well, I'm in a couple of group threads, but like, I don't know. It's just like they build up. And that is so true of him. Like lovely man. He does not text. He hates to text. And he's, if, if, like if you're a friend of his you know to call he will answer a call no look at that it's warmer in this yeah marie was like f this bye <laughs> um but he i i was i just think it's such a funny like so i was like open i just am curious who are the who are you missing and there were st- like so many he's like looking through and i was like holy cow like but he people who know him know to call he'll answer a call but also like i feel like it's a perfect encapsulation of him as a person that 842 unread text messages five minutes later his grandma called he was on the phone with her for an hour and a half <laughs> talking her through how to make like a photo calendar not that she wasn't talking her through that just how to attach a file right. oh, to the email and he was on the phone and then she called him like seven times the next two days he talked to her every time for like an hour talking her through stuff and he's so sweet that way like he just is so loving and giving but just don't text him you're not getting anything out of him via text he can't it's an i think it's an adhd thing he just sees the number and it just keeps going up and he just keeps being like ha oh oh i would just like wholesale delete yeah I said, get it. Just get a new phone and don't transfer over. Start clean. You can't. What are you going to do at that point? And he says, like, sometimes he'll look. And for me, like, I, I will do that. Like, I'll let things kind of build up. But then I'll have, like, on a Wednesday, boom, I sit down. And I answer everything. I answer texts, emails, messages, Instagram DMs, you know, like everything. I just answer everything kind of in one go. And I do occasionally kind of let them pile up a little bit. But see, if I don't answer it immediately, I forget that it even exists. Yeah. And, and then I feel really bad because then like a couple weeks later, I'll be like, I have a vague memory of somebody God. texting me something and wanting an answer. And if I can't like yeah. get to it later. See, that's why I don't open it. And that's why I could see getting 840 because but usually for me, 30, if I see them, something's gotten to 30 messages, whatever the medium, whether it's Instagram or emails, I'll finally be like, all right, time to time to sit down and, and yeah. do these because I eventually will. Oh, potential spam is calling. Ooh, yeah. Um, well, I got the weirdest um, message, two messages on my phone yesterday from an unknown number. Ooh. So I'm I'm wondering if you can help me um, now if this person would stop calling um, if you can help me figure out and maybe we can crowdsource this as well what the fuck is this um, okay let's see if I can turn it all the way up and <laughs> Play it. Oh, honey. No, I can't hear it. I can't hear it. So it's a guy whispering, and he says, What? It's a guy whispering, and he says, Hey, Fred, do you want your cigarettes? Because I don't smoke. And then he calls again. Okay, so. This person got my voicemail that has my name. Yeah. And like it's my answering service, right? Yeah. 
So he calls twice and says, so then he calls again and he says, That is the hey creepiest Frank. voice. So, so the first time he says, hey, Fred, and then he says, hey, Frank, are you going to pick up your cigarettes? Because I don't smoke. Whoa. Yeah. What? So many mysteries God in your life. This. God. You're so, it's so exciting over here. I'm moving in over here. Hey, Fred, pick up your cigarettes. I don't smoke. And then the next one, hey, Frank. And the voice, I hope that we can get it on the podcast so we can get it. Maybe we can send that to Alex and he can just play it. Because it's his voice is really creepy. Yeah. Hey, Fred. It's... He's whispering. Hey, Frank. Yeah, what the fuck is that? That is creepy shit. <laughs> Why, God? Should we call him back? <laughs> no, it's an unknown number. Oh, it's an unknown number. number. We can't even There's call him. not even any number. And even I'm that is sure weird. I would have been like, what are you doing? Even that <laughs> is weird. Like, you have to do that on purpose, right? Yeah, you have that's to. that's what I mean. You have to do that on purpose. So is somebody pranking me? What is that prank? What does that mean? I don't know, but if somebody is, that's a fabulous prank. <laughs> Honestly, and should we prank someone right now with that? Who can we call and be like, leave a message and be hey, like, hey, Frank, <laughs> do you want your cigarettes? I don't smoke. Like, uh, is this fantastic <laughs> prank? Because people will be like, ah, ah. Yeah, is this some kind of a secret message? Is this something that's going around like yeah. the kids are doing? He doesn't say this is so-and-so at all. No. He just says, hey, Fred, hey, Frank. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody does he he kind of does he sound old? Not really. He doesn't sound old to me. He sounds whispery, but it's not like an old man. It's not someone who's confused is what I'm saying. It's not somebody who's like Martha, it's Nana. Like I for a while was getting somebody who was regularly calling their granddaughter and calling me. Right. No, it's it's like I don't feel like it's an accident, especially twice and getting my voicemail. Yeah. Which is very like, hi, you've reached Jocelyn Robertson. Blah, 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 blah. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. you wouldn't be confused that somehow you're no. calling Frank or Fred. Man, I don't know, but I love it. <laughs> I love it. It's a good mystery. Alex, for a while, was like, he wanted to start a, a an amateur detective agency where we only took on silly mysteries. And I feel like this is our first case. <laughs> like, this is fantastic. Well, I do have a couple of other um, voicemails that I've saved from unknown numbers. This one is from August 28th, 2014. If you're watching the live stream, you probably can't hear him. I guess you'll have to listen to the uh, podcast. It's just a fart. It's a fart. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. From an yeah, number. somebody just called me and just made this huge fart noise <laughs> from an unknown number. Uh, I want to do that too. Let's do that too. I've saved it since 2014. Oh yeah, this has been on my phone for six years. That's amazing. Every once in a while, I'm like, I'm gonna listen to that fart. <laughs> Is it? A, it's a good fart. Yeah, it's a good yeah. fart. Yeah. That's so, so fun. Anyway. Man, I kind of admit, prank, prank calling my kids have never done oh that. Oh, my God. Prank it was, was like so fun. one of my main hobbies. Oh, my you. God. One time in sixth grade, um, we prank called this boy, me and like a group of girls, we were having a sleepover. We prank called this boy named Joey, who was kind of a goof in class. Like he was kind of a class clown. Um, and we prank called him. And we were like, you know, I don't even remember what we were doing, but we were like, bah, bah, bah. Hey, hey, Joey, this is blah, blah. And he goes, I can't talk right now. My cat got ran over. <laughs> and then he hung, and he like hung up, and we were all like, oh. And then the next day, the next day at school, we were all like, oh, you know. And then he was like, 
Um, cause we all walked home together. He walked home, not with us, but kind of like in front of us, you know, we would like cat call him and stuff. And he like was walking home all sad. And Jill, my friend Jill was like, Hey Joey, sorry about your cat. And he was like, how do you know about my cat? We were like, they said in class. And they were like, Ram? Oh no, we didn't tell anybody. Jill, you fucking narc as usual. Jill, God. Oh, it was so frustrating. And I feel like that might have been the last time. That was like a scene cut out of Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, it was so, we were like, oh. And it it was the last time I think I ever prank called. I think it killed it for me. I was kind of like, people are hurting. You shouldn't be prank calling. They could be going through something. You have no idea. So, but it was so fun to do. Yeah, it was really, really fun. I don't even remember specifically anything that we did. And I don't, I'm sure that it wasn't well thought out and like strategic at all. But yeah, it was such a thrill. Such a thrill. Because you were on that landline. You were tethered to that landline. Oh, yeah. You know, and you had to, like, do everything in a certain order so that they couldn't, like, star 69 you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a, yeah, you did, I think it was star 76 made it so they couldn't star 69. Oh, okay. And um, another one we did, which, again, I don't know why we thought this was so funny, but we would call and we'd pretend to be people's moms, like, because a lot of my my neighborhood's parents worked you know so we would call and be like justin it's your mom and he'd be like what and i'd be like it's your mom you're in trouble you're grounded (laughs) 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 we showed you it's not really that great but boy we thought that was really swinging it (laughs) nice um i don't have anything else i except for i think um you posted on twitter something about Anyway, what I got out of it was the fact that I've never been on a 30 under 30 or 40 under 40 list. Yeah. I sa- yeah, I said, and I think I tweeted that I had, uh, what, there should be a list for people who had kids way too young and, and they're, pl- but they're really planning to do big shit in about four years. Really? <laughs> <laughs> just you wait. <laughs> and I was just thinking like, really, it is a disservice to all of us who have just trudged through and you know made it work like there should be a list accommodating how much effort and still level of not 60 yeah (laughs) yeah like there's got to be some good effort for 45 yeah for there should be there should be something for like 45 and wow i mean you almost wrote that book huh good for you so close you know like yeah one of those i think yeah Yeah. we need some we need some a for effort stuff i think so in our our middle age well because in so many of those 30 for 30s are people who like grew up with money had every opportunity every privilege not always there were a couple people on the, the 30 for 30 that were like i grew up with nothing and i worked my ass off and you're like good for you but like a lot of them you're like yeah okay if i had somebody taking care of my every basic need from right and also I was, if i didn't have three kids and yeah. also if i didn't have sixty thousand dollars in student loans yeah there's a there's a comedian who um i you know i don't usually do a lot of comparing myself to to people but there's one person who i'm always like oh, i wish i had that career and recently they messaged me and they're like oh it always makes me dave <laughs> What an exciting Great. what an exciting household you have over here. There's Masings and oh my god, so many things happening. Yeah. I'm just I'm I'm there's nothing happening at my house. I'm going to have to pick a fight with a neighbor. Careful. Yeah. My neighbors are Get all yourself pre-mace. Pre-mace. No, I'm going to be drone boy. I'm going to be the drone boy of my neighborhood. I'm going to be I'm the monster. Why not? I'm bored. Something to do. Good to see you, Dave. 
Do you have anything you want to say on the podcast? We usually let Alex hop in and <laughs> contribute if he wants. Are you inside the house now or are you still outside the house? Did you get the wreath sung? Oh. Nice. Okay. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was the other thing is that we live on Holiday Drive. And we got an anonymous postcard from a neighbor saying, you know, it's been a really bleak year and we live on holiday. So step it up in the decor department. <laughs> it's like so literally we got an anonymous Please. saying you guys need to. And they were like, hang some lights, wreaths. And so, <laughs> so what did we do? We hung lights. And I know, wreaths. I'm like, you're so accommodating. <laughs> I would be like, all right, we're painting the house black. Mm, tell me what to do. Guess what? Now everybody's getting droned. <laughs> Yeah, so you are yeah you're hanging lights and wreaths and it's gonna be so festive out there yeah we need we, to do the same thing well it's too late because let me tell you everybody is doing holiday decor this year and there is no nothing available yeah i noticed that i tried to i tried to order some for pickup and everything was gone we have some we, i used to decorate the balcony over in the apartment so i have it a little bit and i don't actually really want to do very much I'm not going to hang stuff from the roof. I just don't have that kind of energy. Oh, well, I don't either. Yeah. But Dave. <laughs> but Dave. Dave's out there. Yeah, I ordered the wreaths from Home Depot. They're like 30-inch pre-lit wreaths for each eve. Oh, pretty. And uh, he had to go pick them up and then hang them. Oh, see, so that's nice. Yeah, that's teamwork. Gave him something to do. That's teamwork. <laughs> Gave him something he to do. Nothing, I mean, he's like single-handedly remodeling our home as well. And I'm like, how about some holiday wreaths? What's wrong with you? You're not feeling merry? <laughs> okay put him in the spirit <laughs> just put him in the spirit yeah i actually was happy in fact i would like to living on holiday drive eventually like deck the whole place out yeah my idea is to do a gingerbread house cute idea yeah um do some life-size gingerbread some you know candy canes in the eaves gumdrops you know yeah, my neighbor is this amazing um he i don't know a builder person what do you call those guys he's handy and he built these beautiful we'll woodchuck woodchuck that's <laughs> yeah he just does everything and he's well he's real mechanical he fixes cars and he he builds these custom chandeliers and he's a drummer he's a lovely person they both are all of our neighbors are pretty nice it's pretty great joss you should try it um but but he built these beautiful custom-made um like trees and candy canes and they all light up in this special way and their yard looks amazing amazing and i've been like oh geez louise we're doing this whole thing so yeah we're we're gonna have to step it up too because yeah, i was I just gonna do a treat do the competitive light show no no you know the like yeah swirling lights and the how many lights can you get on the roof but i would like some kind of festive painted wooden things maybe light outlines yeah that's you know. cute yeah. i like it yeah well we'll, we'll be ready we'll be ready It'll be festive when Christmas comes. Yeah. I'm going to do it over here. But <laughs> we <have laughs> Well, this was a good one. Yeah. This is so pleasant. I love the patio. It was very cozy. I'm a little chilly. Next time I'm going to bring a little lap blanket. Well, and I think if we start a little bit, it's going to get, uh, just in a few days, we're going to have the winter solstice, right? And it's going to start yeah. getting start longer getting, days. Yeah. But I think if we start a little earlier, start at 2.30 maybe. Yeah. Then, we'll, t- we'll start earlier. now the sun's starting to go down and then it's just it gets icy. pretty it's cold icy. as soon as it does. Yeah. yeah I, can see your, I can see your breath. I know. This is how much we love you. We do an outdoor podcast for you. We sit outside. We could be droned at any minute. <laughs> Mate. It's, it's hell over here. 
It's Emma Arnold reporting from the field. <laughs> well, good to see you. Good and to see you. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. We love you. As usual, we love you. Bye. Bye.